Hey, it's Sandy from Pixels Weekly. The past few days and the past few weeks have been filled with some really painful news globally and at home as well. And one of the things that I just wanted to share with everybody is some quotes that probably won't make anything better. But it is something important to remember, especially as gamers. We don't realize how much of an impact on the world that we have when we do. And one of those things is darkness cannot thrive out of darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out of hate. Only love can do that. And that's a Martin Luther King Jr. quote. And the other one that I wanted to share with you guys is that the opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. We're at a very unique time in our lives where we have so much access to technology and there's so much we can do. And it starts with ourselves. And it's very easy to just be angry and be upset at things that we don't know and we don't understand. And we ask for everyone to do something really difficult and that is to just have fun and love each other and stand up for each other and be just be there we're an amazing community and I know we can do it and I know that out of these difficult times we can and will persevere and it's it's really easy to be angry. But once you forgive and once you send the love out there, it just makes everything else so much better. And that's my cat wishing me some happy thoughts. And this is us. Wishing you some happy thoughts and sending you all of our love and positive vibes. And stay safe, love each other, and we'll we'll make it through. Hey gamers, it's Ryan from Pixels Weekly. And you just heard from Sandy. Um, I wanted to share with you a couple thoughts and feelings about this week's episode. Which is that um, we thought about it as a group and didn't want to do an episode about violence or a referendum on first person shooters. I think we we just wanted to make an episode that we thought would warm your heart and make you smile and know that um that we're still you know other things happen um, and go on in life, and, and, and this is your favorite hobby, probably, if you're listening to this. Um, and not necessarily to get lost in games, because I don't know if now is a time to get lost in games, but it's a, a certainly a time where we can have something in our life that we do find comfort in or use um, to sort of exercise how we feel and try and work through things. And that could be 
that could be times like this. It could be other hard points in your life that you've used games to do that. I know I certainly have. Um, so this episode is our basic normal episode. It is light. Um, it's it's hopefully going to make you uh, smile. And, and if you're listening to this in your car um, or at work or if you're out there right now holding a sign um, that is carrying a message that you believe in, um, no matter what that sign is or what side of anything you're on, um, we hope you enjoy the show. So, okay, let's try and get through this together. Shake off some feelies, sip our respective sugary or caffeinated beverages, and just try to have a little fun. We love you. Keep on keeping on. July 10th, 2016. I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. And I'm Yannick. And this is Pixels Weekly. Hey, you guys. Is that French? Oh, yeah. I'm cheering for the final. That is, well, we're recording on Saturday. So actually, when this thing comes on, I, I can't, I never <laughs> can get used to the fact <laughs> that we're not recording live. <laughs> And like whatever I'm talking about that's happening over the weekend doesn't make sense when this episode is going to come out. Okay, but hopefully well, you listen to me right now and I'll be celebrating mm-hmm. when you listen to the podcast. Let's just hope that. Finger crossed. Well, you know, this is a good plug to follow Yannick on Twitter. Well, <laughs> I'll be way, very annoying. Yeah, you'll be able to see exactly how he's feeling as you listen to this, which is exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Sports. I'll be... I'll be Sports. Yeah. So yeah. So that's the thing. If you're not into sports, don't follow me, because that might be the only thing I can tweet about for a week or a month or a year. Who knows? And if you want to learn about sports, soccer is like FIFA, only with real people. <laughs> real, real life FIFA. What? Sports for dummies. Sports for video <laughs> games. Real players. life FIFA. Outside. And now I. Outside. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I tried to get um, I want to go paintballing or play laser tag because that's like real life video games. Mm, yes, and I got that a lot of people are like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it, and I'm like, Curtis, let's go paintballing, and he's like, no, yeah, he won't, he wouldn't go laser tag with me. Have you guys ever been playing laser tag? It's so much yes. fun. It's amazing. So much fun. I put yeah, on I'm the pack and stuff. I felt like I was in Gears of War. At the end of the month, I'm going to go to like one of those. It's called Black Ops. Yes. I don't know yes! if they named it after <laughs> Call of Duty in New York. Right? Oh, Listeners out there who know who know uh, this place. I don't know. I'm going to try it in July. It's now, called see. Black Ops. It's, bla- it's Black like Ops Black Ops and, and there's zombies and stuff. Oh, my God. Yannick, what? we should do good? this. I don't know. I just I want to point a laser at someone. Well, I'm going with my team at work, so. That's that's the whole thing. If like virtual reality can get us to the point where like 
it feels like playing zombie mode in Call of Duty actually is like a physical activity. Because for some reason, I don't mind physical activity when I'm playing laser tag. I come out drenched in sweat. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, that was great. Meanwhile, I, you know, I go on a treadmill for 10 minutes and I'm sweating. I'm like, this is my nightmare. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you actually like, at the, at the beginning, you hate the fact that they give you rules. They're like, no running. And at the end of at the end of the two hours, you're like, "Well, I'm glad we didn't have to run because <laughs> <laughs> I'm still freaking exhausted." Yeah, I mean, I don't understand the no running thing. I mean, like, I want to run. So my first laser quest, I mean, like the first one that I was playing was called. Ooh, laser did quest. you say laser quest? Because that's yeah. cool sounding. It was called like the yeah the the company whatever warehouse it was at. It was called the company was called Laser Quest, but it was a laser tag. Laser and Quest. And then it was really really like you know all dark techno, techno music, really cool. When you were like ten, you're like, whoa, what is this? And then you, I've been told that if you run, they quickly like explain you that if you run it pretty much like fucks up the the armor or like the weapons device thing oh and so everything like get on kind of like gets deactivated like you know your armor pretty much gets deactivated and you have to come back and reset it um yeah so i don't know if they do that if that's like incorporated into the i don't know if it's built in to make you not run or if the not running is has an impact on the technology itself i don't have i don't know Right, mm. yeah. right. It doesn't matter though because like you're considering it. It's like oh, I can't. It's just imagine in real life you'd be like you can't move and reload at the same time. Got to stand still to reload. You'd be like oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. that's just great. Yeah. Tell me how it is because I I want to I want to do paintball. That's the one that I really want to do. When I was um, a teen, I don't know if I want to get hurt. Uh, paintball hurts. I did. I've done paintball hurt as well. Like sometimes if if the ball doesn't go in the right place. It's, I guess it's, yep. it's fair, but the the pain is what makes you feel alive, you know? Ah, That's true. Pain. <laughs> and I did laser tag a lot when I was younger. So in my late teens, early 20s, I played a lot of laser tag. And when I lived in Queens, there was a place in Long Island where we could go, and it's inside a giant warehouse. And they say no running because kids are dumb and they fall and they hurt themselves. But yeah. it's just so much fun. And when you have a group of people and you're with friends, you versus the other people, we should do it. Let's do it. Laser tag. I'll give a review Sports. on the show. I love that. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay. Well, everybody, for the uh, new time listeners or long time listeners, the long time listeners know, we start off the show with what's in the news and in our minds and what we're playing. It's the hodgepodge. What's everybody's hodgepodge this week? I've still been playing a lot of Overwatch. I love that game. (laughs) And I love it so much. I got, I completed my Funko Pop collection. So I have oh God. all of the Overwatch characters. Yay. That's crazy. How many are there? Uh, Winston, Tracer, Widowmaker. I didn't ask you to name them. <laughs> I, I, Soldier 76, Farrah. Uh, you have all the pop figures or you, every pop every character has a pop figure? No, only a handful. So like I think six oh, okay. of them have, okay. have them. And I have those. I thought you were going to name every character in the game. No. I was like, please don't do this. <laughs> Although <laughs> that mic. would be impressive. If I do yeah, I came back myself. to I came back to work this week, and I came back to her desk to give her back the microphone that I was boring to to be on the show while I was away in France. And then I saw a handful more, 
like way more figurines and goodies than usual. I'm like, so that's how you make space in your own closet and at home? And she's like, oh, no, those ones are just new ones. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> anyway. It's it's true. Right. That's my life. I just buy new things and restructure and go up. <laughs> <laughs> Re- restructure. You're like the up. debt consolidation company for yourself, Ex- for pop figures. Exactly. <laughs> and uh. so oh, the official play Overwatch Twitter account yeah. leaked, in air quotes, leaked uh, archive communications between Ziggler, who's Mercy, and Trubjorn. I can't. I'm not saying that properly. Torbjorn? <laughs> the, the little guy with the turds. And yeah. it's a healing weapon that looks like a sniper rifle. Mm. And there's notes between both of them. And we know Mercy's character is very much into, I only joined Overwatch because I want to help people. And that's what I want to do. And... Yeah. I don't want this to become a weapon and it looks Do we know this? Cuz I didn't know this. Yeah, it's in the <laughs> it's in the story. Guys, it's oh. in the story. There's a story? How does one how does one access the Overwatch story? You can read character sto- the, the character story is at playoverwatch.com. And okay. that that's what I was doing. So I was reading about Reaper Mercy Lucio, Diva, who's my favorite. I love playing as Diva. And <laughs> it you you get to know all their stories and aside from having the, the little mini movies that they did for some of the characters like Widowmaker, you find out why Widowmaker is Widowmaker. And it's it's pretty cool. They're like little Easter eggs and you're like, Oh, information. Ha <laughs> That goes to show how good this game is because you can be the type of person to go to playoverwatch.com and watch all these videos and get engrossed in this lore or you can play it like i've been playing which is pick it up pick a character that's not too good at at aiming (laughs) you don't need to be too good at aiming and then (laughs) right right exactly have some fun thank you winston for all your electricity does for my (laughs) kdr i don't think this new character is a spraying prairie character though so we'll see well no if it's a healing sniper certainly not exciting i'm excited Interesting. Well, my, my hodgepodge for the week comes from the website Hackerspace, which sounds like some sort of <laughs> amalgamation of other websites. <laughs> uh, Kotaku Force. Um, anyway, in it, uh, there's, a, there's an article that we'll link to called How to Be a Responsible Gamer that caught my eye. And uh, the, the bulk of the article had these, these points. I'll read some of them to you. Uh, know your morals and maintain them at all times. And this uh, this was all around like having a sense of right and wrong and not allowing yourself to sort of turn into another person when you're hiding behind a character or an avatar. And I mean, it's fine to do this for like single player games or if you're trying to play a bad guy, playing a character is one thing. But then there's, you know, people even who drive cars are guilty of this. I've been guilty of this. Which is you, you know, you get upset, you say things that you don't really mean. I'm looking at you, Twitter. <laughs> That's the entirety <laughs> of Twitter. Um, because I think the internet has a way of like making people, because it, you're just anonymous and things just go and they leave and they're never attached to you and you never have to live with the consequences of them being associated with you. So people say horrific shit 
and never sort of pay for it. So the first one was about knowing your morals, maintaining them. Second uh, part was you can earn respect by being a good person. This was a simple, simple section all about, hey, try being nice. <laughs> and in fact, if you're nice enough and you're helpful enough, people will add you to friends lists and want to play with you and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the third was report people who are threatening and harassing others. I thought this was a good one. So many of these games have reporting systems built into them. And I've I've only used them very sparingly, but we don't do a great job of, of policing each other. Have you guys ever reported anyone? Mm, have I? Yes. I reported many people on Destiny like when I get salty. <laughs> <laughs> when I get salty, bad connection, rudeness. Yeah. Uh, but I have to say, I've, I've noticed, and not to like target on the Microsoft Xbox crowd, but it's so funny, and I don't know how, and I can't explain how, maybe some people out there will be able to... Um, the PS4 people are gen- generally, I'm going to say generally, right? There's not, I'm not making a generality here. But like I've had a better experience with people playing on PS4 than when I was playing on Xbox 360 back in the days or even like Xbox One. It's another type of, yeah. it's another type of interactions and it's another type of crowd that is, that are on both consoles. Um, I don't know. It's something that I've noticed and it's something that I've talked about with friends a lot. And they've also noticed that people, uh, you know, on PS4 are, are are not even more social, but you know, like they're more in, inclined on on just being nice and helping each other. That's interesting um, because there's there's sort of a an aspect to that that I think is tied to you know until Xbox One really came out and didn't perform as well as PlayStation Four that Xbox was kind of had the reputation of the shooter crowd, people who like Call of Duty play Xbox, right? And and I think when you just have the people who aren't really, they don't take gaming necessarily too seriously or they're not doing it full time, they're, they're sort of okay being trolly. They're sort of, they don't have to be a good community member. And that's the type of people Xbox attracted. I can't help but wonder with all the Call of Duty exclusivity, I'm not necessarily telling these people like, directly to call of duty but i guess i kind of am <laughs> in this in this um uh, explanation but i wonder if playstation 4 now attracting so many more twice as many people as xbox one has if you're going to see the playstation community start to change because playstation used to be the place you went for like story-based adventures and jrpgs right, right. but it's not really that anymore it's the destiny machine it's a destiny machine. <laughs> well, everything's a destiny machine except everything for PCs. I think it de- it depends. <laughs> you kind of touched upon it. It depends on the type of game that you're playing. You're not going to get really angry or really frustrated playing an Uncharted or a Journey or any single-player game no, where yeah. it's just story-based. However, competitive-based games, you've got your, your MOBAs, your your shooter games, your Call of Duties, and we, we, we've we seen this with Overwatch also, where if you're just plain annoyed that someone was slightly better than you, you're going to report them just to get them into trouble. So, And, and see, uh, that's actually funny that you say that. Hold on, be, before you continue, I want to uh, get through this. Know your limits and put yourself in check. It says, online gaming is intense and competitive, I still get ticked off when somebody does something stupid and screws something up for me. 
I'm a, still a ruthless competitor. I still engage in a lot of competitive back and forth over players. I just learned to recognize the intensity of my own emotions. I find that if I'm truly getting very angry and if I'm getting too foul mouthed and rude, I can find myself physically tensing up. I know I have. I've done this playing Overwatch, haven't you? Yeah, and there's a tail. There's a, a definite tail when someone is not happy. So when we when we were playing uh, Overwatch uh, last weekend, you guys got really quiet, and I was like, they're mad. <laughs> I was like, they are not having fun. And it's it's very it is a very competitive game. I was swearing like a sailor. And the thing is, <laughs> my personality I when I get really aggressive, when I get aggressive when I'm playing online or when I'm playing you Don't say uh, when I'm yelling at a car, because I'm an angry pedestrian in New York City, I will yell at cars and I will get into people's faces. That that's who I am. And like this is this is me, but the competitive mode of like other people, where their personality kind of shifts when they're gamers, and you guys went from being kind of like happy and bubbly and like making jokes <laughs> to like yeah, this sucks. Silence. Well, this is that's what happens to me. Like I, because I used to get very riled up. I mean, I can tell you of a dozen stories of being in fist fights with my brothers, physical altercations over rounds of Mortal Kombat. You know, like, we were like, oh, we're going to settle this outside the board. <laughs> but um, you know what? I, at some point, like when I get to that point, I, I now my cliff is, I just start going, oh, you know, you know, F word, just kind of exacerbated because I'm like, because Overwatch, as you guys know, sometimes you just get stomped. Sometimes they pair you with a team who just is rolling over you. And it's it's not quick, or it's kind of quick, but it's just this slow, like, nope, you don't even stand a chance. And you're just spawning, walking up before you get to meet the rest of your team <laughs> getting killed. Spawning, walking, and you're like, well, what is this? Like, that's not a fun. That's not a game. Um. And so, yeah, when I when I get like that in online games, I try and just hold my tongue because I know so many people say so many awful things that we don't need any more of that. You know, I, I don't think we need any more of it. Um, the thing for me is I try to to switch it around and, and change it and go, oh, my God, someone with that gamer tag killed me. I should be ashamed of myself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or, yeah. That death was ridiculous. I need... More spatial awareness. <laughs> oh, speaking of, we could do a whole segment on this, but uh, speaking of uh, gamer names that kill you and you just go, ah, guess who killed me today? Cosby Kid 06. Oh, no. <laughs> so I can't tell if they <laughs> need to change that name or they change their name to that. Either way, pretty pretty bad could be worse could be jigglypuff <laughs> <laughs> jigglypuffin oh okay or, <laughs> Yannick, or what's, someone named what's your hodgepodge um i wanted to bring up something that was um that came up this week but uh, that has been going on for quite a while uh around a game called counter-strike uh, global offensive i wanted to bring this up as a hodgepodge today also to remind mm. our listeners that yeah the, the the major finals are happening right now this weekend as we're recording this episode i just came out of the uh 
uh, the 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 last the second semifinal where um, Team Liquid uh, beat Fnatic, and so the final is going to be tomorrow. Like it's a huge tournament, a huge production. What's their name Team Liquid. Team, Team Liquid. Liquid the, I it's like the Team actual Liquid. like for history. For history, the, the, the Team Liquid is going to be the first uh, North American team that would go t- into the major uh, finals uh, in Counter-Strike. Uh, it has never happened before. It was There was always at least one European team in the major finals in the history of Counter-Strike esports. Uh, you know, ESL. Yeah. Uh, ESL won tournament. Uh, but that's not really what I want to talk about, even though this thing is a, is a, is a pretty pretty major annual event uh i wanted to bring up the um like they call it the counter-strike gambling scandal uh that came out this week and it's not like uh gambling sites are a new thing for our listeners out there that don't know pretty much counter-strike um has a system where you can via you know in-game purchases crates or you know drop in-game get can get weapon skins um, you know, mm. so you, you, your weapon doesn't necessarily get stronger, but this is something that we've seen a lot coming out in, you know, the latest RPG games uh, where you can have your weapons uh, change skin. And in Overwatch, your, even your character, your entire character can have a different skin and, uh, and still have the same abilities. And um, so this thing has been a, a pretty big. And, and one thing that have emerged in, in 2015, and I'm talking here about a secondary market that moved uh, $2.3 billion dollars in gambling uh so i'm not talking about a like a, a one kid site that you know made the news and not, we're not really we're just talking about a lot of money here um and the reason why a uh, scandal started to emerge is because two youtubers uh, named t martin so trevor martin and tom castle or you know most commonly known as pro syndicate uh, they <laughs> uh, were, otherwise known as white guy a and white guy b <laughs> yeah they were they were revealed to be owners of a site that was that they were promoting uh like so like a gambling site that they were promoting so there are a few um websites and i i, I had to read about the story like have a, a strong explanation because i've never played that game so i've never really paid attention to what this lodo what this you know, gambling was. So there's sites like CSGO Loto or uh, CSGO Lounge where people, and most of the time underage kids, you know, as much as the regulation says you have to be 18 or older, none of that is really enforced, right? Um, But most, like, some people can go on those sites and let's say uh, put up, buy credits to go ahead and gamble and, and, and gamble with skin. So people would, put skin in a pool and all the people in the pool enter and then um, in a pool enter and then the computer or whatever you know machine uh, algorithm pick someone randomly so that's one way people gamble they go ahead put some skins in a pool and sometimes you even can hire like increase your odds by putting some higher quality skins like the rarest you know more rare skins than others and that will give you the, the, the rarest you put into the pool, the higher your chances are going to get to win the pool. Uh, so that's one thing. Another uh, recent um, gambling, I would say, gambling practice has emerged. Um, it Because of the really big, right now, really big esports scene, there's a lot of pro, uh, you know, pro tournament and pro games around the year. So people can go ahead, just like you do on sports entertainment, 
you can go ahead and bet on certain teams. And um, there was one uh, one scandal at some point um, where um, there was a match-fixing scandal where literally one team took a dive so that people were able to win a causal like, counter-strike bet. You know, um, it's something yeah. that sounds familiar when you even put that in parallel with sports. We've heard scandals in tennis, yeah. we've heard scandals even in soccer in, in Europe and everything. Um, but yeah, the, the the most recent thing, and let's be clear here. So everybody's going to be asking, well, what is Valve, you know, what is Valve's responsibility here? Well, the problem is that anybody out there can uh, create a website and use what they call you know the steam web api key like steam api is completely open to the public so anybody can have a site where people can connect with their steam account and therefore have transactions with whatever their steam account is owning um the part where it becomes illegal from valve's terms is that when people win skins the way they retrieve those skins so let's say you know i won those 10 skins for my sniper rifle how do i get them back into the game where this is where the sites has some bot account on steam inside the game that will send you that will you know mail mail it to you in game the skins that you won into the bet so okay so wait a second the part that makes this illegal actually is uh that so valve with team fortress dota 2 and uh, counter-strike go they they have a lot of cosmetic items that are worth real money based okay. on an artificial value so for dota 2 uh a good example. So you can you can essentially equate the virtual money to, to an actual the virtual credits, real money to a dollar amount because you can this sell is something it on the marketplace. People love to do with Valve games. Exactly. That's that's yeah, so, the problem that parents are having because here you have your thirteen-year-old Johnny who got this really amazing skin. Jimmy, call him the little Jimmy. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy and Johnny. Jimmy. They're Jimmy going on these sites and they're like, oh, you know, I'm just. I just have to kind of bet my rare skin and then I'm going to, I might win an even more rare skin and then I can get money for that. And since you can plug in your Steam ID so easily that it makes it really easy for people to kind of fraudulently take what's perceived as rare items and then make real life money with them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like it's important to know that also those sites that run those gamblings take cuts off of it. So when um, so when YouTubers sound disclosure are pretty much promoting uh, those sites like guys, you're not gonna believe it. How much I won on this site? You gotta check it out. Blah blah. blah and they link the site. Well, you know the way they were promoting this, they were actually the founder of this site. Uh, so this is where you know this in- incident combined with things like you know the underage betting. And then the esports scandals, um, <gasps> it starts to stack up and make the authorities and make Valve really involve into something that, you know, that obviously involves a lot of money. But then it becomes really that that gambling scene really becomes a dark place where you can have, you know, bandits. And if and it's just the beginning. So if, if none of that gets regulated, you're going to have more, you know, misconduct. You're going to have more people that are going to try to use people and try to steal their money. Um, and the worst part is that indeed you can't really take um, Valve accountable f- 
as of today, considering how it works. Like I said, anybody can create a site like this, use the Steam, the Steam API, and connect that and do their own thing without having Valve even being aware. Um, it's not you know, that they're not Valve aware. Didn't make they, it like that. Exactly, that's Valve's stance. Valve's stance is uh, we have an ecosystem where we promote people to create things and sell things and have yep. this whole thing. What people do outside of what we've created, it's not our responsibility, and parents are upset right. at that. And right, that's where that's where I'm yeah. saying like the the system as it stands right now doesn't really put Valve in a difficult position. However, we're talking about their game. We're talking about you know their their like in-game currency that are being traded outside of the game, right? Uh, outside of the realm of the game, and so that's where maybe Valve has to somehow take ownership. And, and, and change things, you know, close that API or, you know, shut down those sites and put more regulation and force people to be, you know, like uh, not underage, like and force people to have the to be above 18 and force people to uh, to do that. And also like those those YouTubers really. So that's when really those YouTubers made this, you know, this system like that was a, one more scandal on top of this system that really just looks like the wild west like honestly it just looks like the wild west from from an outside perspective yeah it's so weird to me that when you there's there's this juxtaposition of when you play a valve game it feels very crafted it feels very considered um from the mechanics all the way up to the economy and systems right because mm-hmm. uh, if nothing else, Valve is good at knowing how to make money. <laughs> right. And they do with the Compendium but, and the International. So you have, I spent $200 last year betting on teams that I wanted to win. No, for, Sandy! On the Compendium. She's part of the system. But well, that, she's that, was, she's, she's, that was Valve's thing. That's like, here's the Compendium. All this goes into a prize pool. So it is going to a very good cause. And I'm like, yeah, I'm supporting gamers. Because I was, you know. My money went to the price pool that I will never which, get. <laughs> which brings us to our new segment that Yannick and I have created <laughs> called Sandy, We're Here Because We Love You. Sandy was right. <laughs> no, Sandy was not right. <laughs> Is this an intervention? <laughs> no, Sandy, we love you very much and we need you to stop giving Valve money, please. Is this like stop giving Nintendo money? I can't. Stop. I can't help it. Well, well, we'll see what happens. Maybe Nintendo. Th- can think of it Nintendo. as you know, more Overwatch figurines are gonna come out. Mm-hmm. You're gonna need mm-hmm. money to buy them. <laughs> yep. so, you know, it's just all it's gonna be planned. for. You know, right. You need to consult. Yeah. Right. And consolidate those assets. Take them away from the compendium. Put them towards <laughs> at least pop figures. Are <laughs> real life, structural real plastic. Uh, yeah. I I think what made the CS:GO Lotto scandal <sighs> worse was that Trevor just has not kept his mouth shut. And he's like, yeah, I yeah. saw his like apology video where he's like, sorry, you guys couldn't tell I own this website. Yeah. I was like, dude, what are you doing? For a syndicate. If I was his lawyer, I'd be like, just shut, just shut, shut your, shut your mouth. Like, shut your That's mouth. That's what pro syndicate is done. He's like, uh, no comment. And Trevor's like, I never said I didn't own it. I don't own it. It was a, a sponsor opportunity. <laughs> just kidding. I'm sorry that you're not smart enough to read stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's been back and forth, and he's like, you guys are going to see when you insult innocent people, it's going to come back and bite you in the butt. And Also, I'm going to be a crotchety old man for a second and just say that 
I'm not calling these people by their stupid usernames. What, what reality does everybody... Everybody gets to choose their own username. Like, your name is Trevor. Like, I'm not calling you Tomartin or... or the, <laughs> Tomartin. Like, it's like, who's that guy? Uh, he's, he's Rogue Syndicate 67. You're like, what's his real name? Jeff. <laughs> like, uh, well, I can see tough. why he wants to be called Rogue Syndicate 67. Oh, my God. Gamers, come on, guys. Can we? I don't understand why the culture is always just like, be the cool. Like, do you realize you sound like a 90s marketing version of yourself when you call yourself Oblivion 83? Like, okay. And it Back it up. Like, Back yeah. it up. <laughs> XX Zombie Killer XX. No, I'm not calling you that. Your name is Michael. Your name's Michael. <laughs> it's plain, and it's and a were, nice and were, name. And you were pissing in your bed just like everybody else. <laughs> That's right. Your poop smells just like <laughs> all of ours. Even if your name is called Poo of Roses 63. I don't know why it's all 60, but 63. <laughs> or 666. Oh my god, I can't I think take I'm gonna it. change my gamer tag to Poo of Roses. Poo of Roses. Follow me on Twitter at Poo of Roses. It's my room. My poo smells like roses. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is intense. Um, all right, guys. So it's summertime. And sales are all over the place. PlayStation had a mid-year sale. Xbox had a mid-year sale. Steam had their summer sale. There's sales everywhere to be. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We've been even sharing out some of the deals on our Twitter account at PixelsCast. Now, we need to talk about something. We've talked about before how much is reasonable to charge for a game with the in-app purchases and stuff. So you can go back and listen to that episode it's probably called something nonsense, so look at the show <laughs> notes to find out uh, what we talked about. But Or search for it on PixelsWeekly.com, the finest website where you can get every episode of the show for free. But what we need to talk about is the value of a video game, right? And what I mean by that is some of these, some games go on sale, and they go on sale for, I was going to say literal single-digit dollars, but some of them go on sale for for 50 cents pennies and there are some companies that take the stance of very rarely altering the prices of their game your blizzards very rarely drop the price of their game um nintendo notorious for keeping you know the previous mario release at 50 dollars, basically until the end of time so at i i the, the reason why we're having this number one sales change people's perception about what a game is worth. And I want to talk about that. And number two, I had a conversation with my brothers and they were telling me like, I I had a hard time convincing, say my brother Tyler to buy Rocket League because he said it wasn't worth 20 bucks. And I know that that's subjective. He means it wasn't worth $20 to him. He ended up buying it on sale for like 12 bucks or whatever. But when I think of Rocket League, I think of something that was probably worth $60 or not 
if not a hundred dollars. Like the only reason nobody says a game is worth a hundred dollars is because nobody's priced a game at a hundred dollars yet, right? And it won't sell hundred dollars. <laughs> Sixty year pushing um, game. collector's edition. Okay, but give me more stuff. I mean, I, I think you say it's pushing it, but if Destiny Two came out and said Destiny Two is three times as big as Destiny one it has as at least as much content as destiny one with all of destiny one's updates it's a hundred dollars i think people would pay it i think the triple digits people don't want to pay it's kind of like if something's two dollars and you're like uh do i need it no but it's a dollar 99 and they're like okay yeah <laughs> yeah well there's that mental barrier <laughs> so i guess maybe i just wanted to start with the question of like what what determines the value of a video game? Now, Sandy, I know you've said time before is like what you think makes a game worth it. And yeah, time and there's I really like Blizzard games. Like is I violently yeah. love Blizzard games. Like I love them. And okay, so, so I mean, like new Blizzard game comes out. We call it Diablo Four. <laughs> comes out it's a hundred dollars and i would probably i, I think at, at that at a hundred dollars i probably would buy it because up to that point <laughs> right i've looked at the development of the game i've watched videos about all the blood sweat and tears that people are putting into it and i'm like okay yeah they believe in it i believe in them and they've done so much over x amount of time for this game what i should do is the right thing and and pay full price for this game right and in full and full price is what what they're asking when it's new right because right. games will come down in price guys do you hear that airplane it's crazy loud <laughs> I don't hear it. I can't hear it. So loud. That plane is so loud. And I'm like, what? I can't not hear this. It sounds like the airplane is landing on my apartment building. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Special delivery for you. Maybe it's the Amazon drone. Oh, it's the Amazon drone. Here it is. Hey. There you go. Wait a minute. It's telling me to put my hands up. No, Amazon drone. (laughs) No, don't. No. I, uh, personally, are you still alive? I just want to double check. I'm dead now. (laughs) Okay. Um, the, I, like, it's important also to define the scope of this. We're not, you know, game developers, so there's always going to be the justification of the game developers. Like, we worked so hard for this, like, you have no idea, and blah, blah, blah. Like, at the end of the day, I'm still the consumer, so, and I'm, and we're only gamers here, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna only only use my opinion. And, uh, it's important to know Mm -hmm. that, you know, $60, remember that $60 is still a lot of money. For any type of purchase, yes, still in yep. the life that we live, not in New York, because in New York that's the price of a latte. But um, <laughs> and if but you want a medium, it's, it's sixty-five dollars. It, yeah, it's it's still it's still um, a lot of money. So I've, I'm always asking myself, like, why? Also, like, why some PC games are quickly uh, less expensive, and why some expansions and some DLCs and why are do they have this price? Like what justifies this price and all yeah. and all that? And especially being a good like Destiny players, I've seen price oscillating from sixty dollars for like the vanilla Destiny and the Taken King, and then the next expansion that's coming out is only going to be a, a, a thirty dollar. 
um, and where they say that the size will be even bigger than the, the previous expansion. So it's like it's all like it's all very very difficult business decisions out there. What I want for a game that costs sixty dollar is at least twenty hours of not repeated, you know, gameplay. Like twenty hours, so I can be like, I'm, I'm satisfied. That... You know, if I had to put numbers, I can only think about like twenty, thirty hours. Just like a Dark Souls right now, like I'm, I, I totally feel it worth it. I felt like I was scammed when I played the Division for ten, fifteen hours, leveled up. And there was nothing after that. And yeah. so I'm, I'm trying to put a number because, like, I play a lot of games. I play FPS, RPGs, sports games, and everything. FIFA, I play 100 hours every year. Every time FIFA comes out, everybody's like, it's the same shit. But I'm fine buying it because I know it's gonna, I'm going to play a, a ton of this game. And somehow, yeah, and I'm not even playing all the modes in there. Like, if you could sell me $20 of just online game, like if I could just download the online, the online, um, the multiplayer aspect of the game, I would just buy that because I'm not doing anything solo. Uh, I don't think I'm even doing the cards, you know, the FIFA Ultimate Team thing. Um, yeah. Which I, I, I've, been, I've been meaning to try, but this thing no, is just like... No, don't become a, a gambler like <laughs> Sandy. Oh, yeah, this thing is... No, and even this thing is like, you need to build your team over, like one FIFA after another, like your team carries over uh, the, the next FIFA and it's just like, it's a, it's so much time consuming and like I see people even online also getting crazy on that, buying packs and everything. Anyway, my point is, yeah, like at the beginning, $60 and you get a bonus if all I get after that is free DLC. Um, mm-hmm. But if I'm still enjoying the game more likely like destiny or any of like of those um i'm gonna be more likely to not even think twice and buy the dlcs but yeah well and and i think what's interesting about that is whether or not you you said it explicitly i'm i'm also hearing from that that the type of play has an effect on timing because like for example if Destiny was an only single-player game, but all that stuff was there, the amount of time you would play Destiny would be way, way less. Right? Because, like, if Destiny, for example, like, any, like, Uncharted, the new Uncharted came out, it is a, you know, maybe a 12 to 18-hour story, depending on how slow or quick you play it. Yeah. And that's it. I don't have a problem paying $60 for that game at all. And, and and sometimes I wish games had aspects of them that took up less time. Whereas, for example, Destiny, like a large volume of time that people spent with that game or continue to spend with that game is going against other people, right? Because that that technically doesn't have, that's a soft cap as to how long you can play it. You yep. could play it indefinitely as long as other people are also playing it. Yeah. Same thing with Overwatch. I've given Overwatch now between all the versions I've played. <laughs> um, you know who? You know who knows how how much time? Maybe forty hours, maybe a little bit more. Um, and that's on the low end of the spectrum for a lot of Overwatch players. And I had no problem spending sixty dollars on that game twice. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely you know, and it's also about not really like if Uncharted only gives you to twelve or eighteen hour like 
a solo campaign. Yeah. It's more about my perceptions. Like, oh, even if the campaign is done, I could have gotten a bit more. You know, I feel good about buying that game. Like, it's it felt it felt worth it. And it's it's all perceptions. Like, we're giving each other's opinion right now, and our listeners will have maybe others as we're explaining this. Um, what I what I see and where I see the market changes with games like Rocket League, just like you said, or like Journey, where yeah. I kind of feel at the end, I kind of feel like uh, the uh, respect for the developers for what they've created, um, and and it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that I needed a thousand modes. It doesn't mean that I needed like ten more levels. I trust yeah. the developer in the package that they deliver me. And then at the end, they told me it was just $15 or it was just $20. I'm all for it. And I would have even done a, a bit more donations. Like if there was a donation button at the end of the game, I would have given a few more right. pennies to that. Um, I wish that was something out there um, that, that that was you know, in Rocket you League. And, 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 considering, and considering Rocket League uh, also adding more DLCs, another game that I want to mention and and Rockstar, I'm looking at you. I, I love the amount of content that they put out, and we've only spent sixty dollars at best um, three or four years ago, right? I don't remember exactly when, but like three or four years ago, uh, this game five, came out. Yeah, GTA Five, and they have like so many DLCs out there. Granted, it's all GTA Online. Nothing is added to the campaign, but once you finish the game, GTA Online is where you keep where you extend your your experience um, right it wasn't always necessarily like that though i mean like for me i i occasionally very rarely will buy a season pass for a game because mm-hmm. i know that usually all the developer tends to or or attempts to expand is multiplayer oh the new season like gears of war did this back in the day right you're gonna get x amount more maps you're gonna get x amount more weapons you're gonna get skin and i'm just like yeah but if you don't like multiplayer what's the point yeah right and i often feel that way of that my games are being extended which is why i guess the season pass is is a good idea for something like a single player game that has multiplayer um i guess the witcher is perhaps an exception which is a pure single player game that added more single player stuff bioshock did it also um whereas if the witcher Right, Bioshock did this too. And like, if these single player games that planned on adding more single player stuff just asked me up front to give them a hundred bucks, I'd be like, yeah, okay, fine. And the hundred dollar mark is is relative too. I mean, how much? Let's let's say, okay, we get a a fake note from a listener. <laughs> I'm gonna read it. Let me crinkle, crinkle fake paper here. Hold on. Paper. <laughs> okay. Let me crinkle some fake paper. Oh, mm, look at this bag of mail. It's so large. All right, we'll just take this one. And this one's from... This is from XXKillaXX. <laughs> I was hoping one from Poo of, Poo of Roses. <laughs> from Poo, of, Poo of Roses writes, Hey, guys. I work a part-time job only on nights and weekends at a local business in my hometown. How much money should I be spending on games? Now, see, we are all talking as three full-time employed adult humans, and 
what we think a game is worth is very different to say my youngest brother who works at a diner and does not make x hundreds or thousands although he doesn't have any bills <laughs> either. We, don't, we can talk about that but um but yeah i mean what is somebody who makes say let's call it a hundred bucks a week how much should they feel so then comfortable this is where you put game? it into a perspective of media that you consume so if you're okay with going to a movie like independence day resurgence it's terrible <laughs> But if you go see the movie and you go with someone else, you're you're already paying about twenty to forty dollars for a two hour movie. And that's just for the (laughs) bottle of water. Yeah, and if you're thirsty and if you want popcorn, then the (laughs) average experience to go to a movie can be up to sixty bucks for two people. And then If you were to change that and say, well, I can buy Street Fighter V for $60 and have a a component (laughs) where I can... Which would would be a mistake. It would be a mistake. If you like street fighting games and you want to play with your best friend who you're going to go to the movies (laughs) to see Independence Day Resurgence... Uh And you don't care that they keep making DLC plans that they never managed to fulfill. They're fighting with each other. That's a totally different story. But that's kind of one of those things where it's (laughs) it's like the perspective. I'm going to get so many hours of playing Ryu versus Chun-Li with my best friend, neighbor, Jimmy, a.k.a. Poofo Roses, you know? (laughs) Versus going to the movies one time... For $60, where I may or may not have an enjoyable experience because Will Smith isn't in that movie. No, it's just a bad movie anyways. <laughs> I know. Why did Will Smith pick pick Suicide Squad I, over Suicide that? Suicide Squad will make more money. Because it's a DC movie, guys. Harley so? Quinn. I feel like DC movies are... They're yeah. not doing too well with the movie thing. But I, I see what you're saying. I, I mean, like... It is smart if you make less money, compare it to the amount of enjoyment you're going to get out of it. It's easy for me to say, I'm somebody I could buy, I could buy five games a month and still be fine, right? And I'm right. talking about $60 games. I could buy five a month. <laughs> now I sound like I'm bragging. I could, I could buy as many games as I want. Money, money, <laughs> money, money. <laughs> I print money. God. I wish I could stop. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, so I, it's easy for me to say Uncharted 4 is 20 hours and I'll pay $60 for that. But if you need to have two months out of your video game, then that maybe affects the type of game that you you want to buy or how much you'll pay. And also, like, where your friends are playing. I think that's also a huge aspect. Like, we can double dip on games because, yeah, we have full-time jobs. And after I pay rent, I buy goofy stuff because that... that, (laughs) We do double dip. That's what I've done. And I play uh, Overwatch on the PC with you guys. And there's a whole group of people that are like, Sandy, PS4, PS4. And I'm like, the graphics, but I'll do it. (laughs) 
if this were me <laughs> 10 years ago, then I would be polling everyone and going, hey, what's the popular system that we all have? And go with the one that uh, will guarantee me the most hours and the most people to play with. That would be the, the game that I would pick. Or what game are you really excited about? Like, I remember Bioshock, and I love the Bioshock series. And, mm-hmm. well, I, I had them, buy them again for Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. No, I mean, but I know they're coming out again on Xbox no, One. Buy- oh, you don't have an Xbox But I get it for, I get it for free on the PC because <laughs> I have it already. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of one of those things where... Mm-hmm. I when I when I was playing Bioshock, I didn't really have a steady job, but I enjoyed playing that game at the pace that I wanted to play it at. And it was better than going to a movie because I was so emotionally invested into what was going on. And other types of media don't do that. For us. Like you don't have that same emotional investment into going to a movie or listening to music that you do with playing a game so there's so much stuff going on Mm, very cool that's true that's true because games games do do more for me than those other two mediums some something about it or at least depending on the content yannick got real quiet yeah (laughs) Yeah. i was just i was just listening like quietly to you and kind of like (laughs) reflecting on trying to find trying to find uh, words to say but overall i can't i can't stop but saying that mm, when you look at the offer that we're given uh, from Steam, you know, indie games mm-hmm. to all those AAA games, um, and even with their collector's edition, you you can have you can buy pretty much whatever you know you like. You have an offer for any type of wallet, you know, you right. like for 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 any size of wallet. I want to say. Um, and we're in a good spot and it's not hard to be entertained and have like a games that look good or games that feel good game where you can play with your friends. Uh, and now I want to put some more perspective with those new things that are coming out, like that we call VR. And this is another, this is not a realm where we haven't explored. Nobody has really experienced it. Right. Nobody has really, um, felt the uh the need i mean i have i haven't personally felt the need to put that much money into a vr because i mean i, I should probably try one and then i will i probably open my wallet to that and then and, and and buy a vr eventually <laughs> no, don't do uh, but but <laughs> you know what i mean like today. this is all this is all like it, vr is very new uh that's true not everybody is really know the price of it uh even the market itself is still trying to balance that out You're right it could be that we're looking at you know we're talking a year from now that like somebody says okay well vr things they're cool but they're not really like full games right that's that's yeah. a typical complaint launched against a lot of new tech stuff when games are coming out. You're like, I remember even on Xbox 360 when the new Madden came out, it was in HD for the first time and, and it had less than half of the stuff than any of the previous Maddens have, but they wanted to charge $10 more than I had been been charged for video games. And I was like, no, this is mental. <laughs> but Yeah, so the value of things are relative. If tomorrow you tell me that all the games, everybody will be upset, but if you tell me that 
all the games tomorrow on on consoles the regular games uh switch from the base price of sixty dollars to seventy dollars people will be like rambling like what the hell right people will still buy those games no matter what people will still get hyped that's true right if you do that to vr you know yeah, vr like, oh, is just let us, let us try it first i don't even know i don't even know what you're talking about you know right. i don't even, i don't even want to buy your shit like don't tell me about a price increase or like the perception is completely different um from people that have already played and enjoyed games in the past and know that it's an entertainment that is sometimes even cheaper than going to the movies but when you provide with a new offer with a new uh, a new device a new hardware uh this is where people gets a little get a little bit scared like oh should i put all that money on this thing because i don't know yeah. I, i get i get my i get my feelings i get my fun out of this regular games i don't know if that's worth it um and or eventually over time with the experience um we'll find we'll we'll have the tendency of finding those things well priced and everything but yeah and you know what's interesting about all that and i think a good way to maybe sum sum up what we've talked about and put a cap in it is no matter how much money you make or what type of games you like to play i think it's smart to make a budget right don't buy a game if you can't afford to buy a game you know your life comes first your bills come first and you'll always be you might <laughs> pretend that you're happier having a game instead of being able to pay your cell phone bill but you won't and you know just really pay attention to when you're playing a game maybe it's just maybe you're renting a game using a game fly service or something like that or you're borrowing a friend's copy when you're playing a game pay attention to what you really like what really gets you going And then you can start attaching that to what is worth it to you. And I know for me, story really affects me and graphics really affect me. And and length of play, if anything, sometimes can turn me off. So, you know, like The Witcher 3, I love it. It's one of my favorite games. I'm I'm happy that I paid $60 for it, but I didn't beat it. I maybe didn't play it for more than 40 hours and I could have spent 200 hours with it. So learn what you like, make a budget and 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 be be safe and smart and all that stuff, you know? <laughs> all right guys, before we go, um I wanted to really quickly uh talk about Summer Games Done Quick. Have no. you been following any of this stuff? Yeah, I know. I, I think know I've heard of it, it this just... week. Yes, yes. I've seen so, some stuff. Mhm. So go get your butts, your booties. booties. Can I call them booties? You mm -hmm. both have a five booty. Call them, call them whatever you want. <laughs> I'm Booty Lover XX <laughs> on Steam. <laughs> um, go to gamesdonequick.com and you are going to see some of the best speedrunners in the world. If you don't know what a speedrun is, it's literally somebody beating a game as fast as they can possibly do it. Um, playing games and beating them right in front of your eyes. Some games you know, some games you're like, what the heck is this? Uh, and they're doing it for charity. They're accepting donations. I think right now the count is they've received 24,000 donations and they are rounding close to a million dollars. They've got $939,187 and they're doing it for Doctors Without Borders Uh, and some other great charities. And you can go to gamesdonequick.com, check it all out. But here's the news. I've been inspired, you guys, to 
try to speed run a game <laughs> oh, live. Yeah? You want to yes. get into that thing? I, well, that I, needs practice. You need to finish your game more than 20 times to get to that <laughs> even close. Yeah. I agree. So um, what I've done is I started researching uh, games that I could possibly use because a lot of these games that people play are obviously short games. So I was... Uh, they're old games because they're 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 pretty short and you can kind of they they shipped <laughs> broken so you can kind of take advantage of certain glitches and things like that. So I was like, what could it be? What could I could I do? And then I realized there's a game that we've talked about on this show that I could totally do, which is <laughs> Mega Man X. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Go ahead. So Go then I start looking up. Yeah, exactly. So I start looking up like, okay, who's done Mega Man X speed runs? And one guy, I I need to find it here just so I will I'll put the link on the website um for a guy that did uh his name is Luis Miguel and he played the Japanese version of Mega Man X. And he 100% of events, he got all the powers, he got mm-hmm. all the everything, and he did it in 35 minutes and 47 seconds, which is wow. very, very fast. Wow. So I'm going to put that on the site for you to watch. So it's Monday. We're going to watch it on Monday. And the plan is next Saturday, okay? Next Saturday, after we record the show, so it'll be... Uh, we'll do it 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. I am going to try to beat Mega Man X live on Twitch. We'll have it on the site. You Let's control go. me. <laughs> I'll be I'll be there. I'll be you there. You'll be there. All right. Full I on. appreciate that. I'll need you to to cheer me along. Um, and it'll be plugged into the Retron. I will be using the real cartridge. I will be uh, using the closest approximation of a Super Nintendo controller I can get my hands on. Uh, and we'll plug it in through the laptop, do the whole thing. But totally fairly, no saves coming, which is no reloading save states. If I if I die, I die, and that's failure. We'll have to do it again sometime. But I'm going to try and beat Mega Man X, and I'm going to try and do it probably not in 35 minutes. It might take me closer to an hour. But I think I could do it. I'm going to practice this week. I'm going to practice yeah, the practice whole week. Practice it. Let's yeah. go. Let's well, do we'll it. be cheering for you. The whole, we'll try to get some Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, some Twitter shouting hype. and Twitter hype out there. And then we'll, we'll, go, we'll go ahead and support you. I don't know Great. if it's going to... It's gonna help you much, but we have we'll to give you positive energy. Counter. I believe in you. I'm, I'm the first one. I'm the first fan. I'm the first right, fan. Well, I appreciate it. Sandy. There. Will you be there? there. I noticed be, you got I'll, real quiet. I have to counter your brothers. So all right. <laughs> Maybe I can put you. I'll just have you guys playing on a speaker or something, so you're nice and loud, and uh, people can just hear you on the stream or whatever. But yeah, that's the plan. So uh, speed running Mega Man X, my favorite, one of my favorite games of all time, uh, and I got to beat Luis Miguel, who I think did it years ago. Um, Back into well, maybe 2015. It says it was published, but games from 1993. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, I think that does it for this episode of Pixels <laughs> Weekly. And until Chocolate <laughs> Blue. Oh, ouais, ouais. Um, be our guest. Be our guest. Can you do that someday? Will you sing that song for us? What what song? 
Be our guest, be our guest. Put our magic to the test. There's a French version of it. Well, I mean, Lemire is French, right? Yeah, the, the whole movie it takes place in France. <laughs> oh, does it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll rehearse. Maybe Why I'll do another stream the while you speak. Run, I'll sing that. It's a Disney movie. <laughs> Beating the Beast. Uh, got whitewashed. Oh, damn you, Disney! All right, but it's European. <laughs> it's <the> show. <laughs> No, who cares? You don't care if he's European. He's an anti-Semite, is he? He's I don't not. know. That's just no. what I heard from the internet. Okay. <laughs> oh, you forgot something. What? What did we forget? The price. Are we giving it away? Oh, now, yes. Or? Wait a minute. What? Wait. <laughs> the, <laughs> what, the, what are we doing? The, the thing we've been postponing for a long time and people are not reviewing our podcast. Oh, I know. Do we get any reviews? I have to check. Uh, that, oh, you haven't checked? Okay. Well, let's 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 agree on something. This week, the winner of uh, PlayStation Plus one year subscription uh, will be will be will be announced. Doug Jones and Rochelle Patel are in the running. Yeah, they're in the running. They're in the running. Right. So if you want to win a year of PS Plus, leave us a review. You can go to pixelsweekly.com/win. And you will get a year of PlayStation Plus if you leave us that sweet, sweet iTunes review. And we know that there's a ton of iTunes listeners. We see you out there. Uh, yeah, we and we love you. you. But they're just shy. They're just shy, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said before, until next time. Aloha. Au revoir. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>